I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Tuesday, or it is Wednesday, uh, September 7th, 2022. Josh, football is too fucking morrow. Bills, Rams, great way to start the season. I'm fucking pumped, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I don't think we'll be listening to these things too far um, into the season, at least if we're trying to keep the time down. It just, you know, a lot of things eat up time, so... We'll play it at least one more time. We've got a Walters intro here for podcast number 104, the fantasy season predictions. Would you rather rock in or would you rather be happy in? Happy. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. Um, if you'd like to... Uh, I'm, I'm Jesus Christ. I don't even know what I'm doing, Josh. This is... There's too much going on in my mind. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi. Um, yeah, so hang on. I might be a little distracted at this moment because um, the reason I kept disconnected, apparently the ESPN webpage does not, it didn't, it does not like, um, does not like when I have it open because I couldn't hear a thing while, while the draft was going, so I closed it and immediately everything came back. So huh. I'm not going to be able to track as much, so this is probably why I'm going to lose the league for those of you who are listening that are in that league. I mean, you have but, a phone, uh, right? You could you'd be yeah, doing but, something off your phone. I can't track the. Can't track it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, can you be distracted for a sec? I can rant here for a moment. I don't know if you got your pick coming up or what you're doing. But, anyways, like I was trying to say before I lost myself, and maybe I'll just re edit the pod. I don't know. But um, if you'd like to hang out with us, we've got a Discord channel. Most of the people listening to this know about our Discord channel. But if you don't, get in there. Uh, we're going to be you know, relying on you guys to help us out with some fan interaction throughout the season. We also um, can play voicemails on the show, which we have, have done for many years now. Anchor.fm slash hood pod to leave us your voicemails. And then hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Uh, I haven't even checked that email inbox in a while. I don't think Brian has sent us an email in a long time, though. So that's fine. Brian's in the Discord. Um, you know, Brian has left us his voicemail. So, Brian, you don't need to email. But, um, you know, maybe we'll stop mentioning it if uh, no one's going to email anymore. That's fine. We got the Discord, which is the best way to interact with us. And then there's the voicemail, which is the best way way for you to represent yourself on the show so definitely discord and anchor would be our main two folks there with connecting with us uh josh hiddenoaksoverdose.com um i don't believe it's been updated at least with the last season stats maybe it has but it's still out there if people want to look at it uh we host it uh it's like 14 bucks a year or something i don't know segment start times uh, i always have this in the bio but or in the in the notes but i don't know how much segment start times we'll be doing just because the shows will be so much shorter i mean maybe there'll be a couple but it shouldn't be as much anymore but they'll be down there for now uh, so segment start times down in the description below and as always thank uh thank you levi Oki, for the beautiful art you've provided years in and years out i've thrown a little money your way but obviously nowhere near what uh the market value of your labor is worth so appreciate um at levi Oki illustration on instagram for all the beautiful things he's done um and you know he draws some beautiful stuff and to make a great christmas gift if you want to get in there early anyways josh how you darren darren 
still just uh, chugging along. This draft is now chugging. I guess they wanted to wait until we started the podcast to start picking within the first 15 seconds of their timer. So uh, thanks, guys. I did uh, think but, it's absolutely – oh, sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, so uh, just um, just sitting here trying to do the draft um, while trying to in- invest as much attention as I possibly can into the upcoming uh, season um, fantasy fun time with our predictions. So, yeah, how are you, Gar? Oh, Josh, thanks for asking. Things are looking up. Like I said, football is tomorrow night, and I don't, like, I obviously don't have cable or anything. I don't pay for Hulu Live or YouTube Live, but pretty sure all the, thir- well, this is a Thursday night game, but this is an a- it's not an Amazon game. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. I was th- just thinking I'll be able to watch it on Amazon Prime Video, but now I'm thinking it's technically an NBC game, so I don't think I'll be able to watch it on Amazon. So I don't know. I'll have to find a way. I mean, illegal streams are okay. I don't know. I'll have to find a way to watch the game tomorrow night. But I'm fucking pumped that football is back, Josh. Couldn't be more happy um, about the the football coming back into my life. All my drafts are done. Obviously, you're in the middle of one right now. But it's finally here. Um, I believe we're about to be with football for the next 25 weeks straight. I believe. So that's fucking sweet dude um yeah i couldn't i couldn't be happier um but do you want to let's hop right in you're doing good i'm doing good let's hop into the fantasy zone which i wrote in r.a.p tasty zone because you and i we got together a little bit earlier tonight before the show and um you know we're just trying to make the the shows a little bit slimmer and this is kind of one of those segments that started as a thing and then it kind of became this random nebulous thing and we weren't sure what to do with it so i mean we don't technically have a segment called the fantasy zone in either of the like show out lines we made for this upcoming season so is this the last time we're going to have the fantasy zone it might be we might have to do something um like uh maybe have a segment that's kind of alluding to it maybe like a maybe like a sweet treats who's your hot favorite who's your sweetie of the week i don't know um (laughs) you know we're in the brainstorming phase we're in the brainstorming phase of things so that's you know uh, that's that's what's to come, I guess. We'll we'll figure it out when when we need to. But Brian, um, for if if you'd like to um, donate again, no, um, hang on. We we could potentially get you um, a, another segment, but uh, <laughs> since you bought Fantasy Zone and that doesn't exist anymore, um, oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Now we'll we'll give you the entire show. We'll give you, like, the preview show. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, he could have one of the two shows, honestly. Brian is far and away our biggest financial contributor, and it's not even close. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, he could have one of the two shows if he wants, or, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, So the Fantasy Zone, at least, as it ran last year, the last couple of years, probably not a thing. Um, just because, again, it started as one thing that became this weird thing. Like, it used to be the part four fan interaction, but now we have fan interaction all over the show. So it's just kind of one of the things I think we've outgrown. Um, but speaking of Josh and Skybus, will definitely be a sponsor but do you have any snacks for this last time of the fantasy zone because i got a couple i figured we'd go out one let's one last ride you know i ate all mine because i was drafting and i got stressed but what, yeah what'd had, you have i had market pantry animal crackers hell yeah is that it no drinks uh, i got some tap water oh delicious i don't know if this will make a satisfying mic sound we'll see here no probably not uh, but I have Josh. I was at the grocery store today coming in here, and there's Arnie Palmer in the fridge, so I don't want people to think that Arnie's dead, but we have right now with us a Clementine Izzy. Oh, my wow. God. Delicious. I could, I could hear the Clementine. <laughs> I also have, this is a brand new thing as far as I know, I also have what's called a Reese's Snack Cake. 
and it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup and like it has the chocolate like shell the Reese's peanut butter in the middle and then like the lower half of it is like brownie so my diabetes journey has never been um, has never been greater has never been faster but I saw these in the store one of my friends told me about them I've been looking for them so I've got a Reese's snack cake and uh, I'll definitely let people know how those go because I'll, I'll eat one at some point during the show not right now um, but yeah I'm excited to try that Reese's and brownie sounds incredible um, uh, just just an update for the folks who who really care because I've been getting just carrier pigeons left and right. My my last two picks were uh, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Melvin Gordon. So oh, I think those are two solid picks, dude. Thank you. I do think it's wild that you're drafting mid-show, but I suppose being on the end would be a lot easier than having to be ready for a pick at all times. If anything, being the 12th pick is the most advantageous for podcasting, I'd say. But um, That's exactly what I had in mind when I uh, when I sent my draft position back in August. Yes, <laughs> I believe you. Um, but So in the spirit of maybe the last time doing the Fantasy Zone, and we'll obviously work in some discussion questions in the other two shows or how we're going to run the season in two separate shows, but in the spirit, we've definitely done discussion questions questions before on the fantasy zone so we don't have to spend a lot of time on these uh but a couple things i'm curious to get your thoughts on josh i know you're mid-draft so maybe you won't be able to give your best thoughts but um first discussion question i had for you because it's kind of come up the last couple years with uh you know a podcast segment on one of our rivals this this swimming upstream or whatever they call it is streaming qb's dead um, cause like you and I have both had this is a little more background. You and I have both had experiences in drafts this year where it seems like the casuals just aren't as casual anymore. Like at least in the draft experiences, like people used to take QBs and tight ends pretty early just to fill out the roster. Now all the people we've been playing fantasy with for years and years, they're starting to realize like everyone else, like you can take those guys later. Like you said, the second quarterback in your draft didn't go until round five, which is wild. Um, but with that, do you think, um, with the quality of quarterbacks or just with how everyone is trying like it used to be you used to be able to take advantage of your like family leagues because no one else would be streaming quarterbacks so you could be abusing matchups now everyone knows about streaming quarterbacks so do you think the philosophy of you know everything's cyclical do you think right now the philosophy of streaming qbs is dead or what do you what do you feel about it yes and no um i i, I think that we're seeing a lot more people I think that the it's not necessarily the streaming QBs are dead, but we're seeing a lot more serviceable quarterbacks, whereas before, the top five QBs were the ones that if you didn't get, then you'd be okay with streaming. Uh, but now it seems like the top 10, and in a 12-person league, you know, that's just two people streaming. Um, because, you know, you know, I'm thinking right now, like in the top 10 quarterbacks um, for this league, or, or just in general, um, of course, I, I tried to close as many tabs as possible, so I don't have that up anymore. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, like Joe Burrow is, you know, he's at, um, I, I want to say he's going to be one of the, t- he's in the top 10, obviously, but I think he's like number nine, eight. So it's like, okay. And then Tom Brady is nine. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. Russell Wilson, um, there's, there's more quarterbacks available, uh, that, that are serviceable and you wouldn't want to stream. But, um, I do see that there is some appeal with larger leagues, maybe in like a 14 team league, uh, but just not necessarily, I wouldn't consider it the, you know, the thing anymore. Whereas I was a big fan of it. 
Gotcha. And then, so I texted it to you, but it seems like you're able to hear me pretty clearly, at least for this moment. Um, do you think? Do you think part of that is just with, like you said, the players are performing better, so now like the cliff between five and ten isn't nearly as severe? Or do you think since we've been in these leagues for a long time, like do you think the casuals are less casual? Like do you think Jesse, Jamie, Brad, the people who maybe when we started playing fantasy with them, like probably didn't know as much, but now they have, you know eight years of experience and they just they know a lot more and so like the you know the landscape of the league changes that's that's another possibility too so yeah i would say that um especially with our league we've we've gotten eight years of what 10 of the same people basically so that's um that's pretty easy to kind of learn the ropes and stuff figure out what the thing is but then again you know you look and you see Jesse draft three tight ends with the same bye week last year. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're making some progress, but in some cases we're taking a couple steps back. <laughs> this, this is Jesse right now. You're mocking me, aren't you? Jesse's yes. offended. Um, and uh, all right, so I was just curious what your thought. Do you think is it the same for tight ends, or do you think tight ends are still pretty streamable? Tight ends are still pretty streamable. Um, I, I will stick on that. If you don't get a top three, top four tight end, you're, you're probably going to stream them unless you hit gold. Like you take uh, Mark Andrews three or four years ago, um, Robert Tunyon three years ago. Um, yeah, so if, if you get one of those guys, you're probably going to hang on to them. But at the same time, you probably don't know that you have one of those guys uh, until you know you drop them already. Sure, sure. All right, I hear what you're saying. I was just, like I said, I was very curious to get your thoughts on that. You're a pretty good fantasy mind, if I do say so myself. Um, I know. And this one, this one isn't really a question, but I guess just maybe for me to get on my soapbox for a second, I mean, you can, you can throw in your thoughts too. But I, I don't know. I know you don't have HBO anymore, but I watched all five episodes of Hard Knocks. I fucking love Dan Campbell, dude. He's like one of those, like he's, he, obviously he's not the exact same as Mike Zimmer, so I'm not trying to say that they're the same football minds or the same person or whatever, but it's just like, the reason I fall in love with people like Mike Zimmer or Dan Campbell, or like not to get political, but like it's no secret in my past, like I've been a big fan of Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders. It's just like these public figures for me, um, the people I fall in love with are the guys that I know are just like so genuine, and Dan Campbell is like so genuine, and I know like he when he gets up there and he's talking either on camera or at a press conference or whatever i know he's saying what he means and what he really believes and so those are the people like i can just really fall in love with and i can really um like i trust what they're saying like there's so much pr spin and this and that i'm not saying anyone i've mentioned is perfect or they've never lived but it's just like when 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 these people talk i know they're shooting me straight they're not giving me the bullshit they're not giving me the workaround and i just fucking love dan campbell's anyone who doesn't have hbo i'd recommend getting probably i'm sure a lot of people still offer 30 day three free trials i'd get in there watch the five episodes of hard knocks and you cannot come back here and tell me you don't absolutely fucking fall in love with dan campbell so josh i know you didn't get to watch hard knocks but i know you know you've looked what, what do you think about dan campbell from a little bit more afar i i yeah i haven't seen as much as you but i love him just as much as you uh my my interaction through with him is through pat and if pat says there needs to be 45 more minutes of dan campbell on hard knocks then there needs to be 45 more minutes of uh dan campbell on hard knocks amen brother so yeah i just wanted to bring that up not necessarily a discussion question but there wasn't really another point in the show where i could bring that up so dan campbell i love you Mike Zimmer, I miss you. Um, but those are guys I know are shooting me straight. And I know they, they're saying what they mean. Um, moving on, Josh, to the fantasy fun time. 
All right, this is a fan favorite segment. We've been running it for a long, long time. Um, every year before the fantasy season starts, so on this Wednesday or this Tuesday or whatever day we're doing it, we make some predictions for the whole season. Uh, the whole season. But uh, before we get into that, we always give the folks a grain of salt. And so I know you've had to close a bunch of tabs. You're having some computer issues. So I can pull it up for you if you need to. Um, I'm pulling up my own right now, but... How'd you do in fantasy last year? When we were sitting here predicting season-long fantasy studs and duds, and we're about to venture on a season-long of of podcast giving people fantasy advice, why the hell should they listen to you? How good are you at fantasy? How'd you do last year? Or it looks like you didn't track last year very well, maybe because it was a down year or something. I don't know. But like, wh- how good are you at fantasy? Why should the people listen to you? Give us your grain of salt, Josh. Yeah, so... Um like you, like you had alluded to, I was I'm having computer issues this evening, and so I tried to pull it up. And the second I did, all he started doing was being robot, robot <laughs> man, McRobots. So I, I I closed it down. I'll let you handle the the nitty gritty, but I'm gonna go ahead and go on record saying last year sucked. I tried to, <laughs> I I put myself in the mindset of I'm gonna draft like a loser, and and that's you know just to see if I can, and I can, believe it or not, I can. Um, when we do our season long studs and duds, my I was the kiss of death. I picked my entire team as duds, basically, and and sure enough, all of those duds either died or got dead, um, and so it is a um, it's it's a shame that it um, if you didn't capitalize on last year because this year I'm winning everything. Just saying. All right. Well, I do. So speaking of like individual fantasy performances, you did stop tracking yours last year in t- in week six. You were two and four, three and three, two and four, and the guillotine you hadn't died yet, so you technically counted those all as wins. But it's not quite the same as a head-to-head matchup win. But you were not doing so hot in fantasy last year when you said to stop tracking it. Um, so you know, and we decided to tank and deflate these balls. So let the people know that. But you've had some good years. You have plenty plenty of championships under your belt. So it's not like you're some schlub. Everyone has a down year now and again for me personally i can tell you i won a fancy league last year my most expensive league 150 dollar buy-in walked away with 600 dollars. felt pretty good about that um so when you win your most expensive league that's a dub came in second in the hidden oaks redraft league of course brian will never let me forget about that came in second for the third fucking time in this league um you know had a couple fourth place finishes in some other leagues so you know i did pretty good in fantasy last year overall um looking at all my, my record against every team in every league i would have gone 500 and not counting the leagues i was tanking in i would have gone 534 wins against 376 losses so that's a winning percentage of 586 or 58.68 percent so however you want to do that or 587 i guess if you're doing like a batting number um, but yeah, so I did pretty decent in fantasy last year, had a winning uh, record in most of my leagues, made the playoffs in a bunch of leagues. Um, so that's how I did. And then to our specific stud and dud performances from last year, Josh, you definitely blew me out of the water in the game we play. So a stud is just someone who outperforms their projection, and a dud is someone who underperforms their projection. I had a negative 60 overall in this game last year, and you had a 538.2 fantasy point net. And so that's a 509, that's basically a 600 point swing. You slaughtered me in this game last year. You absolutely called that um, Saquon Barkley would be a dud. Calvin Ridley, who knows? 
what yeah no one could have predicted what happened there you knew darren wall you didn't know darren wall was going to get hurt but you called him as a dud as well you had ramondre stevenson breaking out a bit you had alan lazard doing okay you absolutely slaughtered me in that game last year so good for you like you said your dud pick was the kiss of death so as people as we move on here to talk about our studs and duds for this year and again josh i don't know if you have an opener if you want to open it on your phone whatever you want to do because you'll have to look at your own players i can't talk through this whole thing but josh was the absolute kith of death last year kith jesus christ i'm talking like mike tyson kiss of death and so you know as we get into it here just listen to what josh is saying if you got any of josh's players on your team maybe reconsider maybe try and trade them before they absolutely fall off the cliff um but getting into it josh are you ready to talk about your 2022 season long studs and duds or do you still need time or what do you what are we doing here um, yeah, I do. Um, I'll, I'll need you to pull up one player's numbers, but you can do it when I'm vamping about him um, when I say his name. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but yeah, for the most part, um, I'm, I'm good to go. I do see that there is quite a bit of a difference between some of our point totals. Um, and so as far as in the stud column, but it's all right. 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 I mean, you mean difference between like what? I guess I'm no, I was just mean. looking at... Um, I didn't realize that Jared Koff had more, uh, 100 more points or 150 more predicted points than Mitch Trubisky. But then again, he's going to get benched after week one. So your stud <laughs> pick is wrong. But okay, uh, go on. Um, yeah, let's get started. All right, I'll let you go first because I've been talking a lot. So hit us with, I don't know if you want to start with studs or duds or how you want to go. But you, we do one of each position usually, one of each skill player. So QBs, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So I don't know where you want to start, but you give us a player and then we'll go back and forth. Yeah, so... We are going to start with studs, since I had mentioned it already, um, and we're going to start with quarterbacks. I had Jared Koff go and, as my stud. You know, he's second year in the system. Um, he's got a new rookie t- uh, player coming in in week seven after his injury. Um, he's got TJ Hawkinson, the sun god, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. I think that he's going to do fine. I don't think he's going to blow his projection out of the water, but for somebody who wants to look for a streamer, Jared Koff, um, with 273.8 projected points on this on the year isn't the worst player um, i think he's gonna do just fine all right hell yeah um and yeah it's getting tougher and tougher because i feel like these qb projections are getting bigger and bigger like you have like the difference between aaron Rodgers and jared goff is only 75 points and so if you divide that 75 points by you know you know 17 weeks that's not a lot in the end um of points per week so it's just it's hard to pick a um a stud or a stud for qbs but i think i kind of found a glitch in the system maybe it'll blow up in my face but i did pick mitch trubisky as my stud i think mitch trubisky is going to start most of the season if not the whole season and so i'm seeing a glitch you know he's only projected 137 points that's maybe seven six seven starts six to eight starts for mitch trubisky i think he starts more games than i think mitch trubisky surprises some people tomlin picks him on purpose he was voted a captain of the team i think mitch trubisky's gonna do good like i'm not saying he's gonna be some league winner league winner league jesus fucking christ league winner in fantasy but if he's only projected 138 points and most other starting like jared goff is projected 273 that seems like an easy dub in the game you and i play of studs and duds so i pick mr bisky for a very strategic reason josh who's your next stud uh my next stud running back for the raiders uh zamir white he's a rookie this year only projected 93.8 but um, they did just release Kenyon Drake. They have Mir Abdullah, who's proven that he's absolute trash. Um, and then How Josh Jacobs, who's who's a bell cow um, and, and seems to do well. But uh, they're, they're, 
you know, just some insider sources say don't uh, don't look at Josh Jacobs as the bell cow this year. There's there's going to be quite a split in that in that running back room. So uh, Zamir White is my stud with a projection of ninety three point eight. Uh, Gar, hit me up with your stud. I will, I will. So I'm thinking similar to you. Even picked a guy with the same last name. There's another rookie running back this year. Uh, Ronald Jones has gone out of Tampa Bay. I'm taking Rashad White. Um, they're talking about managing the load for Lasagna Lenny this year. He can only have one whole pan of Lasagna, not two in a game. And so, you know, Rashad White is going to pick up some of that slack. Keyshawn Vaughn has proven for whatever reason he's not the guy. And I was really predicting hard that Giovanni Bernard was going to be this big thing in Tampa. I thought he was going to take that James, Wright, James White role for Brady and Giovanni Bernard did absolutely nothing um and so Rashad White, I think, is going to get some first, uh, first and second down looks when they're, you know, giving uh, Lasagna Lenny some rest. And I think um, if he can catch the ball, he could be their third down back as well. So Rashad White only projected 96 fancy points. I see him coming in around maybe a buck fifty, and uh, you know, I like that for him. And I think, uh, you know, in the games of studs and duds, he's again not a league winner, but definitely maybe a bye week play if you're really desperate. So, so going into my wide receivers, uh, we had talked a little bit about it off air about how. I was going to go with one of the Packers wide receivers and then you went ahead and took my guy. I won't say his name. So I'm going to have to go with somebody else, somebody that's near and dear to everybody's heart. We all love him. We all think he's going to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Um, let's go, just go ahead and throw in Mr. Shakespeare Dubs, a.k.a. the uh, Romeo. Jesus. Oh, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Projected 1,739 points. I think he's going to absolutely shatter that with a 3,000-point game. So let's just go ahead. Give me that Romeo Dubs, um, and that is more of a panic pick. And uh, but yeah, I do think he's going to out, outperform that just because he does have that number eighty-seven. And Rogers is one of those people who likes that number, um, so it's it's very possible that he sees that number out there and goes, "Huh, Jordy's back," and hucks it deep. <laughs> I will let you know that um, Romeo Dubs has only projected one hundred and eighteen point six points, so not quite the thousand you were saying there a moment ago oh decimal points you got me again <laughs> um so okay romeo dubs i mean he's gotten a lot of that was another thing i thought about putting in discussion questions i think for whatever reason this year we're really letting the camp pipe get out of control and so these romeo dubs these george pickens these damian pierces like sure their future in the nfl is going to be bright but to think they're going to blow everyone away this year i think is we're getting a little far ahead of ourselves i don't know why the training camp pipe is just so believable this year when everyone tells you to calm down in the years past but uh one guy we're really not hearing anything about and the guy who's on the same team as your wide receiver stud has projected even less sammy watkins 81.8 fantasy points wide receiver for the packers um no one really knows who's going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. But Sammy Watkins has flying so far under the radar. I can't even explain that, Josh. Like you run the Packer circles, um, why why is Sammy Watkins so undersold? Like I think he should do fine this year. I know he like his usually the big thing with him is injuries. But why is everyone you know sleeping on Sammy Watkins? Uh, because people. I don't know. I honestly don't know either. I, I think that he's going to do just fine. 81.8 is ridiculously low. Um, I mean, he, he put that up in two games for the Chiefs one year, so it's kind of it's like, ah, let's, uh, 
he's on his what third team now. Um, Aaron Rodgers finally has his first round wide receiver to throw to. So let's get let's get rid of that narrative. Um, and so let's um, Rodgers was talking him up a couple weeks or a couple days ago, uh, and and so he's been having a great camp. He's definitely a vet presence, and, and then Cobb's in there as well. So. Th- I think that Watkins is going to have a solid season. Um, he might not finish as the best wide receiver on that team, but he's going to have some some moments um, if he stays healthy. All right, appreciate your input as uh, agree as our Green Bay Packers senior reporter um, or senior what, what do we call him senior correspondent. Um, who's your last stud, Josh? Is a tight end. Who, who do you think is going to be a stud this year as far as uh, tight ends go? Um, so it's 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 a little bit. Um, He's a he's a tight end going to a new team. Usually they don't produce as well. Um, but Hayden Hurst, Hey Hurts, as I have him written up in here, Hayden Hurst. Um, he is on the Brown or no Bengals this year. Sorry, uh, Bengals. Who and he's filling in for the the last name I can't pronounce. Um, who had a solid productive year. They're a pass heavy offense it seems. Um, and so he's going to get his touches. And he's much more athletic than um, CJ Uzula. So he's projected 129.9. Um, I do think that uh, he's going to uh, surpass that. All right, Josh. I'm taking a guy who, um, you know, Minnesota Viking bands should be pretty familiar with after last year. I'm taking Tyler Conklin. Um, it seems like I, you know, it seems like for whatever reason, both Flacco and Zalka Wilson really loved Conklin in camp. Tyler Conklin, compared to Hayden Hurst, is only projected 85.2 points. So I'm projected, you know, 45 points less than you. Um, so again, if we're thinking strategically, studs and duds, I have more margin for error. Um, but yeah, it seems like Tyler Conklin's getting some praise out of camp. It seems like the chemistry with, um, again, both Flacco and Wilson, the two starting quarterbacks this year for the Jets, it seems like it's there. And so, I don't know. Tyler Conklin was just fine last year. He's not, again, not a world beater. But if I'm picking someone who has to outperform their projection, why would I not take someone who has a lower projection who I think has a higher upside? That's the whole point of the game. And so that's what I'm thinking. And then one honorable mention I thought about taking, but I just I think his projection is actually pretty probably pretty fair both of you and i are thinking isaiah likely is probably gonna have a good year at least i am i don't want to put those words in your mouth but rookie ball rookie um tight end for the baltimore ravens he's projected 81.8 points i thought he would be projected like 20 something um and so if he was projected super low i was going to take him as my stud tight end but if he's projected 81.8 sitting behind mark andrews in a super run first offense that's probably pretty fair projection but honorable mention for me was isaiah likely i really i really like him this year to be a stud and uh do some good things um especially if mark andrews unfortunately goes down or has high blood sugar or something did you have any honorable mentions you were thinking about josh some guys you're like hmm you know maybe they'll, they'll do okay but then you didn't go with them uh, no i mean isaiah likely is up there um he'd be a good one um but i do have, have um some studs from nikita she does have a couple running oh, back studs she didn't enter anymore um so but i'll save her duds for her duds um, but her two studs were both running backs, and she said Ramondre Stevenson and Chase Edmonds. Um, so both running backs. One of them is in um, in England. The other one is in Mammy. They don't happen to be on her fantasy team, do they? No, I have Ramondre. Bang. All right. Shout out to Nikita for some season-long studs there. Now we move into some duds, Josh. We got duds at every position going down the list. You want to start us off yet again? Um, yeah, so going off the list for duds, uh, my, my, my dud quarterback is Patter Mahomes, um, projected 397.2 points. He lost his, uh, 
is one of his best weapons and replace it with um dropski mcdropperson um aka mvs um juju's on the team so he might dance his way into the end zone a couple times but um 400 points is a lot uh, and and i do think that um i do think that while patrick mahomes is still a solid quarterback he's he's not gonna be um putting up uh, world beater numbers like that all right i have aaron Rodgers as my qb dud uh, I know, what? I know this. You, you you let me know this burned me last year, but um, Aaron Rodgers without Devonte Adams. I'm not saying he's not super talented. I'm not saying that team can't perform well. I think I gave him 11 wins in our you know in our 272. Aaron Rodgers production. It just makes sense that it goes down without the guy he gave 80 percent of his target share to. So. It seems like an easy dud pick, um, and you know I could you know I'm not going to sit here and take a guy who's projected to be the QB twenty and make him my dud. Got to pick take a guy a guy from the top. You already taken Patrick Mahomes, so I got Aaron Rodgers as my QB dud in fantasy specifically, um, and that's who I got. Josh, who do you got for running back? For running back, my dud is me Jacobs, aka Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's projected two hundred nine point eight. Um, I don't think that that's going to be anywhere near what he gets. I'm projecting half that. Really, I love Josh Jacobs this year. I don't know why everyone is so low on him. I think it's nuts, um, but I, I hear you. We won't. We don't have to get into that necessarily. But um, I think you're wrong, and so you know, I've never been wrong before either. My running back dud. I have DeAndre Swift, projected 254.1 fantasy points. DeAndre Swift. I just don't think, as far as I know, off the t- and I'm just saying this off the top of my head. I could have easily researched this, and I didn't. I don't think he has a complete season under his belt. He just always gets banged up. And so I'm not saying he's bad. I know mean, we've we've talked before about durability issues versus injury prone and this and that. DeAndre Swift, for whatever reason, um, is a guy who doesn't finish seasons um, or doesn't you know, doesn't complete seasons. So for whatever reason, that's what it is. And it seems like a low hanging fruit for a dead pick, but that's what I got. DeAndre Swift. How dare you? Um, for my wide receiver, we have a guy who absolutely lit the world on fire last year, uh, Debo Samuel. Um, I have him as a dud. He's projected 260.3, which is up there with the likes of, you know, top tier wide receivers. Um, and this guy, you know, he hasn't, last year was his first full season. He'd been injured lots before. Uh, the team has a new quarterback who likes to run the ball as well. So, um, I don't see him putting up those numbers like he did. So Debo Samuel, sorry, stud. You're a dud. You talk about him being projected right up there with the top of the top. I'm taking one of the top three receivers as my wide receiver dud. I'm taking Jamar Chase. He's projected 275.7, so only 15 more points than Debo Samuel. And Jamar Chase is being taken, you know, as the you know the third receiver off the board almost everywhere. Um, usually in the first round. So. I'm kind of crazy that projections are that close, honestly. And this is a full PPR league is where we both took our projections from. But I don't think Jamar Chase lives up to that hype. Obviously, super, super talented football player. Mika, I don't want to fucking hear it from you because I know I will. Jamar Chase is a great football player, has extreme explosiveness. He'll probably have multiple 40-point games. But he'll also probably have, I don't know, a handful of five-point games. Um, And so I just don't think he'll live up to that projection. And that's why I'm picking him as a dud, Josh. So that's what I think about Jamar Chase, who's your final dud of the season. And keep in mind, people, Josh's dud picks last year were the kiss of death. Uh, my dud pick this for tight end, Jorge Kitty, George Kittle. Um, he's already hurt this year. Um, he's struggled with injuries. He's been banged up. He's a solid player when he's on the field, no doubt about it. But um, like I said earlier, new quarterback. Um, I'm kind of fading that 49ers offense until um, until we hear some good news out of that camp um but yeah so that is going to be my dud 
um, for tight end. He's projected 180.9. Yeah, this one was tough because the, the cliff of tight ends is pretty dramatic. I, I wanted to take a top-end guy, um, but I couldn't justify it, and so I had to take Dallas Guard. He's my tight end dud this year. He's only projected 150.4, which is pretty low already, and I could see him getting that. I just don't think... You know, to be a really good tight end in this league, you need to be a top two target on your team. So, again, either the number one target or the number two target with Devonta Smith and um, and now A.J. Brown on that team. Dallas Goddard obviously, I think, becomes third in the pecking order. And so I just don't think he'll live up to the hype. And so I, will he severely underperform 150.4? Probably not. He'll probably be, you know, a, tie, a bubble tight end one. Um, so he's pretty startable in most leagues, but uh, I don't think he's going to live up to 150.4. So, you know, I only had so much wiggle room on this one, but Dallas Goddard is my tight end dud. And those are all our studs and duds, but I know we had a celebrity shot. Nikita has some duds as well, Josh. Oh, hang on. I can do this. Uh, so her duds, um, in the order that we read them with quarterback being first, her dud is Josh Allen. Um, wow. Thinks that he's going to regress to the means. Yep. Um, and then um, for running back, Derek Henry, coming off a foot injury, he's 30, um, so he's, he's you know he's been hurt, and now they don't have two of their top weapons from last year. Well, I guess one of their te- top weapons from last year. So um, she's projecting some um, struggle there. Uh, then she also had Debo Samuel. She agreed. Uh, she's been saying that for longer than I have. Um, but then again, we said it a couple weeks ago as well. So I think we've all been on that train about the same time. Um, and then um, as far as um, tight end, she has Travis Kelsey. He's he's getting up there in age. Um, he's projected quite a bit. And then um, Patrick Mahomes has, you know, just a couple targets or a couple people to throw to, and he's one of them. All right, all right, all right. Well, Josh... Those are our season-long prediction for fantasy players, and we were going to get into the week one preview, but I think before the show we decided that, you know, since we're going with two two shows a week in the schedule, we'll actually save the week one preview for when we would normally do that, which is going to be Saturdays at 8 a.m. I know you haven't necessarily discussed that with the wife yet, so if that has to change, I understand, because, you, you know, you have someone else to think about and a baby to think about, but as of right now, we'll be giving the folks our week one preview Saturday at 8 a.m. That, that's right, right? All right, and so I mean that's. I'll still have a couple more things to say. I'll give some, some, um, some more points here at the end. But thanks everyone for listening so far to our season-long studs and duds and our predictions. Um, we'll be doing the week one preview Saturday at eight a.m. Uh, we're not sure how the Fave Favre is going to look this year. Just in our notes from last year, I uh, had the Fave Favre teaser for week one. We don't know what the Fave Favre is going to look like this year. We don't know. like Just because we're trying to get down to some like two 30-minute shows. And so last year, the Fave Favre was like a 20-minute segment on its own. And it was really good for fan interaction. And when, it was, when we got a lot of fan interaction, it was great. There were plenty of weeks last year where we got maybe one or two callers. Or there were a couple weeks where we got no callers, I believe. Or maybe just one. And so... Um, you know, we want to do something that's sustainable for us and sustainable for the fans. We also want to keep a, a football focus where we can. And so, you know, if the fans demand it, we'll throw the Faye Farvin somewhere. Otherwise, you know, we'll just kind of start feeling out what it feels like to do two shows a week. Um, but yeah, the future's uncertain for how you guys have known the show for a couple years now. But um, speaking of that, you know, Saturday at 8 a.m. will be our preview show for the week. And then Tuesdays at 8 p.m. will be our review show. So Tuesdays at 8 p.m. and Saturdays at 8 a.m. is where you can listen live otherwise we'll post them out pretty quickly um speaking of the preview show if you guys want to get us some hot takes or some predictions or some you know some start sit quandaries for week one 
that's what we really want the the other you know the saturday morning show to be about so if you guys would like to throw in some start sit quandaries what you're thinking for week one do you want to play the matchups do you want to just play your studs who do you like in the fan duel um if so people who aren't in the fan duel podcast play along that that's still running venmo me ten dollars the link is in the announcements i can send it to anyone personally but um We'd love either some voicemails about start sits or throw it in the Discord or some hot takes. You know, there's plenty of ways the fans can still interact through voicemail or through Discord. And so that's what the Saturday morning show is going to be about. We're going to see you all Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Josh, do you have anything else for the folks or should I just wrap up the show? Yeah, we could just go ahead and wrap it up and I can uh, finish this draft. Apparently, 12-team leagues on ESPN online draft, it takes three hours to do. I always thought it was 45 minutes. Just boom, boom, boom. I mean, 45 minutes is probably underselling it, but I know I'm at the point where I am Straight rambling. Straight down the rankings. So, <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah, no, uh, I, well, I'm good to go. Yeah, you, we can go. <laughs> um, I I just took, uh, I just had my two picks, and I just kind of, yeah, I'll take these two. Uh, and that was for, well, actually, I did that twice now. Tyler Lockett and Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson got shot recently. Uh, <laughs> Kobe Myers and Jamal Williams. So those are the fix that I made while podcasting um, that I didn't announce. Uh, but, you know, Brian Robinson, when he comes back, you know what they say? No swelling. <laughs> Josh, again, I know you won't listen back, but for the fans listening, there's just, yeah, you're just... I just, I don't know. I th- I want to say it's on your end. The connection's cutting out, but luckily we're done. We got through the podcast pretty well. This is one of the podcasts I think I will have to go back and edit just because there were some big moments of dead air, but uh, we came in well under an hour. It'll be probably 40, 35 to 40 minutes once it's all said and done, but thank you everyone for listening. Again, get us some hot takes or some start and sits or whatever else for this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we will be doing another podcast Saturday at 8 a.m., so please hit us up in the Discord with anything you got. Uh, we would also love for you to get in the podcast play along there's a fan duel link in the discord announcement channel or i can text it to you if you're interested in uh interested in hammer jesse elena people have played before i'm not going to be greedy i know jesse's playing the guillotine i don't want to oversaturate people but anyone who wants to play in the fan duel pick a new team every week we're doing the top 10 best scores and so i'll figure out the payouts once i know the players but please get in the fan duel um you can sign up um anytime before sunday or i guess you could sign up after week one too but football by this time next week football will have happened we'll have had 17 football games we'll see everyone saturday morning don't forget our discord don't forget about anchor.fm slash hood pod hiddenoaksoverdose.com is where you can see some cool stuff josh has done and that's all i got josh thanks for podcasting while you're in the middle of a draft that's nuts thank you everyone for listening uh and we'll see you guys saturday morning at 8 a.m all right love you bye yeah Could have gone better. Could have gone worse. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think. I don't. Uh, you, you Al call. was Alan here because he just took Zamir White. <laughs> Al, no, no one. At no point did anyone ever listen live. No, we never had an audience member tonight, which is totally fine. But um, yeah, no, no one at any point was in here. So Al was not sniping your from your draft takes, if that's what you're implying. Womp womp. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, deuces. Bye, Josh. I might be done by this show on Saturday. (laughs) Good luck. All right. Bye.